As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Football Show. Welcome to Prospects to Pros. We talk draft here, and there aren't many bigger weeks in the draft season than NFL Combine Week. I'm here with Lance Zerlein. I'm here with Dane Brugler. We're all going to Indy. This is going to be a big, big week. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to see a bunch of people. There will probably be multiple, eh, slightly inebriated NFL executives that the coffee shop in the JW Marriott, the, the Starbucks, is going to be hopping. How are we doing, guys? Good. Yeah, this is one of the biggest weeks of the year, no doubt. It's uh, the different schedule this year. Uh, you know, important for people to know that in terms of which positions are going which day. Um, it's no longer a primetime thing. It, each day or Thursday, Friday. So Thursday we have uh, what uh, defensive line, linebackers. Uh, they start at 3 p.m., Friday is defensive back special teams. That's at 3 p.m. Saturday, we have the quarterbacks, uh, running backs, tight ends. Or no, no, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. That starts at 1. And then Sunday, we have the running backs in the offensive line. That starts at 1. So, yeah, it, it's a little bit different this year, which, you know, I, I think they're, they're tweaking it every year to try to make it better for everybody. I You know, this way people can still go out after the workouts. Uh, it's still good for TV. Uh, hopefully we get more players doing every workout instead of all the running backs saying no thanks to the three cone, that type of thing. So, uh, you know, hopefully these little tweaks will help to make the event better. You want as much participation as possible. I think, you know, one of the interesting things that's going to happen is when the combine moves from Indy, Indy's got it the next two years. But one of the quaint things about the combine is it's a big event in a small feeling town. And, you have the ability to keep everything so centralized. So just from a logistic standpoint, it's standpoint, it's great, but it's also great to be able to see all these people in one area. If it goes to another big city that is more sprawl oriented and is not downtown oriented, then you're going to, you're really going to miss out on a lot of that stuff. A lot of that's going to go away yeah. because people will pick and choose the restaurants they go to and they'll fly, you know, they'll, they'll drive to different spots and, uh, but that has nothing to do with, you know, listeners listening. But I will say that I don't hear a lot of people talk about moving the combine from India as a, as a top priority. Um, and so I'm going to enjoy this one and the one next year because I don't know if it'll continue to stay there. Yeah, it, it, I think given the actual reasoning for it, you know, we, and we talked about this on the last episode, you know, the, the, the reason the combine even exists is to standardize the medical exams and Indy was one of those places where you had a lot of that stuff in, in one centralized location. So it, it will be, you will hear a lot of complaining, but I, again, the listeners, viewers, I don't think they care. Here's what they care about. Who's going to run fast forties. Who's going to bench a lot of reps at two twenty five? Who's going to have a freaky jump, you know, vertical jump number. Is there going to be some impulsive owner who sees somebody run a 40 and be like, I got to have that guy. Is that, is that going to happen? So Dane, Dane, had the idea that we we go position by position. I think this is a great idea because 
you know, it depends on the position. It depends on the prospect, the, the situation. And that's, you may or may not be working out. You may be stepping on a scale, doing the interviews, or there may be a lot for you to gain by working out. So uh, shall we start with the uh, position I know everybody loves talking about, quarterback? Because this is this is interesting to me, and, and I will throw it out there to you guys. Who are we going to see throw here? I think that we're, we don't know exactly who we're going to see throw yet. That's still, um, I, I haven't heard anybody officially say they're not throwing, put it that way. But uh, yeah, I think obviously, I mean, for, I think we have to start first with just Bryce Young, just stepping on the scale and getting the official height weight. That's going to be uh, a big, and I believe that's happening, I believe that's happening Saturday morning. Uh, that that's going to be a big step for him. I, honestly, I don't think I care that much. Look, he's small. He's going to be an outlier. Yeah. If he's five nine and a half or five ten and a half, does it really matter that much? I mean, he's small. That, that's that's all I know. And so, uh, you know, it, it, but it'll be good to get those just official measurements. The guy that I cannot wait to see is Anthony Richardson, and I don't. I doubt he's going to test most quarterbacks. Um, it, it don't uh, in terms. You know, they're they're focusing all their time on you know. Uh, repping their uh, their throws and getting better as a passer, preparing for the combine. They're not spending a lot of time working on the 40 and the proper stance and all that. Who knows? Maybe he will because he just wants to, to flex, you know, just like uh, Justin Fields did uh, at his pro day. You know, he running as fast as he did. Maybe we'll be able to see that uh, from Anthony Richardson, we can hope. But it all comes down to, uh, you know, what he, what he looks like at Lucas Oil Stadium throwing the football. You know, I, I think, you know, Lance, I know you agree with this, but there's just something about seeing a quarterback throw the ball in person that is such an important part of the evaluation and just you know seeing it explode off his hand the the effortless velocity Richardson he could put on a show now obviously the pacing the accuracy the placement that matters as well but he doesn't have to be perfect just can't be below average in those areas but the way he can spin it I think that's going to stick with people uh that are in Lucas Oil Stadium watching it live that's going to stick with them for for a while well he can throw really far um, he can, you know, he can throw it with a lot of juice. Uh, the accuracy is the, re- you know, what I want to see, I don't care. You know, he can throw far. So, you know, it's a show off throw and I know he's going to make it. What I want to see is those breaks where they run the little, uh, you know, they run those deeps, those, the intermediate slants where they come out of the break and turn and look for the football. That's always a really good throw. Um, and the sideline throw the sideline throw shows you timing. Well, both of them show you timing. That's what I want to see. I want to see how he strides. I want to see what the footwork looks like. I want to see if he's delivering the ball consistently to the hands where he's supposed to. There's a lot for him to gain there throwing the precision throws, not throwing the deep. I mean, I, I know the deep ball is going to be good, so it needs to be accurate too. So I do think that's something that, you know, how accurate he will he be on the deep throws. Um, Anthony Richardson is the guy that is going to impress just being out there in the shirt and shorts and the way it comes off the hands. I remember I was down when Carson Wentz through and it was like, wow, you know, it sounded, you could really hear the ball come out. The same thing with them. Oh, who was the other quarterback? I think it was, Oh, it was Mahomes. It was either Mahomes or uh, I'm trying to remember who the other quarterback is, but it's, there's just a big difference when you're on the field. Also, you can feel the, you kind of can feel the the energy of a player as well you know it's it's funny because you know what coaches look for Andy is a lot of coaches and especially the guys who are the group leaders you have scouts or you have position coaches who are the group leaders for for particular groups NFL coaches my dad did offensive line one year and uh and they come out of there they're paying very close attention to see who has the alpha and the leadership characteristics in a group they pay very close attention to that kind of stuff so that's something that you may or may not be able to see on TV. You can certainly get a feel for it if you're on the, the ground floor. Watching live is cool, but I get to go down onto the ground uh, floor, and it's like it's it's like almost a completely different level watching a ball come out. Well, and the combine throwing experience is different from the pro day, right? Because the pro day is a lot more stage managed. Your private QB coach is, is drawing a script, essentially. The combine is they tell you to throw this throw, and you throw it. Yeah, and, and you know what's coming, um, so you have a chance to rep those throws. But it, it's still, it, it's more, uh, it, it's a little more difficult. And, and the thing too is, you're throwing to 
receivers that you've never thrown right. to. Where pro day, you're throwing to your guys, and so you can get you know, have that repertoire. Uh, but with uh, yeah, with the combine, you're throwing to different receivers, and so the timing, like Lance mentioned, that's that's really important. Um, and something that's interesting too with uh, these guys, they throw alphabetical order. Who's you know you feel bad for the guy that's throwing right after Anthony Richardson? Who's throwing right after Anthony Richardson? It's C.J. Stroud uh, <laughs> because of the alphabetical order. So and it, it, C.J. Stroud doesn't have a power arm, and that'll be evident when you see it off uh, Richardson's arm and then Stroud's arm. Um, but I mean, it's, I think it's plenty good yeah. enough. But the thing is, is Stroud is why? Why are we talking about him as a top five pick? He's very he's naturally accurate, and so. Could that be a bad thing for Richardson if he's not on point with his throws? Meanwhile, Stroud right after him, mm-hmm. both in point every single time. So that that's going to be interesting with both those guys back to back. Here's my prediction. Bryce Young. So I'm really inter- interested to see if this happens. I'm going to predict Bryce Young comes in at 201 pounds, doesn't mm-hmm. run, doesn't throw, and waits for pro day, and then doesn't measure. Doesn't pro weigh day. at pro yep. day. Yep, exactly. Yep. 100%. That's what I think is going to end up. So happening. Bryce Young I, my, is eating a lot of pizza and milkshakes right now, and 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 then will be in the best shape of his life come pro day. I wish I was Bryce Young in so many different <laughs> ways. Like I could have queso every day, cheesecake. Like, can it's, you imagine? You, what could, you could afford the extra charge is? for queso if you're Bryce Young. Uh, no, exactly. It's, it's kind of silly though. I mean, honestly, like teams know you're not 200 pounds. Teams know next yeah, year you're going to be playing at 192. So what's I mean what, really what's the point? But it's only a media narrative that could exactly you know, yeah. it'd be a new talking point on ESPN could talk about it for one week straight of the same topics. By the way, if you're working out, I know that you've continued to see the same topics yes. again all week <laughs> long, Andy. It's the same. It's the same Lamar Jackson. Aaron hey, Rogers, they squeezed a Dak question in too. They managed to shoehorn another yeah. Dak question in. So More I was quarterbacks. I was, hey, and it's quarterback yeah. talk. Like it's a big deal. That's why we're starting with quarterbacks. And I think you know I want to mention. Uh, oh, by the way, my my prediction for Bryce Young: five ten and a half, mm-hmm. one ninety four. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, we do, do want to mention Will Levis coming off that foot injury. Uh, you know, mentioned it before. I don't think people realize just how hurt he was down the stretch with that foot, getting injections and all that. Uh, wasn't able to be at the senior bowl because of it. Is he going to be full go for uh, combine week? And then obviously the medicals will be important uh, just to make sure that he'll be cleared. So uh, definitely need to mention that with Levis. It It is going to be a, a kind of the eyes on these guys because there's so much fluctuation, as we talked about in the last episode, with the quarterback position because you don't know, do you want to draft one of these guys? Do you want to get – Car, do you want to try to get Aaron Rod? Like, there are so many different ways to go with this. So these guys will be picked over with a fine tooth comb. Let's move to uh, to another one of the sexy positions. I want to go to edge rusher here, and this is one where we went into the season probably saying, you know, Will Anderson is the number one or number two guy in this draft. Do we still feel that way? And then, and then, who else are we really looking to pop? In this circum, you know, in this setting. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm going to start with Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Um, I don't know if you saw my comp for him on Twitter. Um, I'm officially going with uh, Cocaine Bear. Oh, uh, nice for his comp. Because <laughs> uh, this guy at 275 pounds, he he might come close to Trevon Walker territory uh, in the four fives. Wow. Um, this this guy has. A ton of juice. Uh, he's going to be he, – the size measurables are going to be impressive. And then just the twitch that he has in such a powerful body, I think that's going to be on full display. So Lucas Van Ness will definitely leave uh, this uh, ne- this week with as a winner. And then uh, Tyree Wilson, are we going to be able to see him? You know, he had that foot injury late in the year, wasn't be able to be at the senior bowl because of it. He's another guy that could, you know, surely help himself. After he's done working out, uh, but the whispers are he's not going to work out, and, and that's not surprising considering even if he is good to go, he hasn't had time to train, hasn't had time to uh, you know really get you know where he wants to be to show off. Because uh, I mean, this is another guy, six five and a half, probably two hundred seventy pounds. The arms are thirty five and a half. I mean, the measurements are going to look great, um, but yeah, it would be too bad if we don't get to see him work out. Mm-hmm. I think Will Anderson's still w- one of the top two guys. Um, yeah. I think Will's going to work out 
he's going to work out good. Lucas Van Ness is going to work out great, as yeah. you mentioned. And, you know, if you think about this, Trayvon Walker, so Lucas Van Ness is not a skilled rusher. He doesn't really have rush skill. Uh, and then you look at a guy like A.J. Epinesa, who came before him, is very skilled, but he didn't have the athletic stuff and the explosiveness that Van Ness has. And so when you look at where Trayvon Walker was maybe on tape versus where he got drafted, a lot of that is based on, you know, potential and traits in the workout. And I think the more Dane was talking, the more I realized Van Ness is going to go, I would say, top. I don't think he's a top 15 player in this draft, but I think he's going to end up going there. I didn't have my, I didn't have my, in my mock draft because I really stayed true kind of to my ratings. And I've got him 31st uh, rated player, which is, it, and, you know, Every draft, I, I grade it like every every. It doesn't matter which draft you're in. I gave him a six three eight, which is a plus starter, but is typically more of a that would be more of a uh, maybe a late first to to early second round pick. But he's going to go a lot higher than that. And if he works out, if he really kills it at the combine, I make in, I will make in, incremental changes to grades plus minus. Sometimes I've had to make big ones because guys have literally hit numbers that were so bad that you have. Now, I didn't go crazy with Orlando Brown because, I, you know, you knew it was coming. But sometimes if you've got a, a wide receiver who runs in a four sevens, that's a, that's just a problem for most uh, wide receivers. You know, here's something, too, to be that's going to be interesting. Last year, the talk was about all these defensive linemen that ran really well. That was a new track that Indianapolis had it confirmed. It was a new track, and so it was really fast track. So – most teams were able to take the numbers that were record-setting numbers last year, and they were able to to alter it to kind of normalize it. I'm curious if that track is still a really fast track because if it's not for whatever reason, if it's broken in or I don't know how it would work, you know, the numbers will come out slower than last year, and I wonder if that's going to become a talking point uh, for people. Or if it's just a fast track and that's the way it is, then this is going to be the second consecutive year of guys having some really, really monster 40 times. Guys, you're saying it's not going to happen with Van Ness necessarily, but how much did, did what Trayvon Walker did at the Combine relate to him moving to number one? How much of that was the, was the push to number one? Well, I mean, it's, it's twofold, right? It's, it's the fact that we didn't really have – we didn't have that quarterback last year. We didn't have that – you know, who was he competing with to be the number one? Aiden pick? Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, there wasn't that clear top level guy like a Jalen Carter this year, or even a Will Anderson. Um, but I mean, going into the combine, Trevon Walker was my sixth overall player. So he was already pretty, I mean, and part of that was I, I, I knew he was going to test really well and there was a projection and all that. But yeah, I, I mean, if he doesn't test like he does in Indianapolis, he probably doesn't go one. Um, so I think that definitely plays a part. And I think, you know, Lance, you mentioned Will Anderson. I think he'll test really well um, also. But I'm also interested, how much does he weigh? Uh, is he going to be above, over, under 245? Uh, you Hi. know, I, I, and I, hopefully he is. I know at this, at, uh, earlier this year, I know he was playing in the 240s. Uh, I don't know, you know is, is, he, is he losing weight so he can run faster? Hopefully he is over 250. He's, you know, more along the lines of what you expect from a, a, a edge rusher and still putting up impressive numbers. So that, that'll be important for Anderson. Uh -huh. Miles Murphy is going to be a big tester. Oh, yeah. Ex expected to, you know, jump 35 vertical. Uh, at 275. Over, yeah. At 275, he's going to be in uh, high four fives to low four sixes. Another guy on the edge that I really like a lot, but I think his weight is going to be important too, is Will McDonald from Iowa State. He's just kind of a thin-waisted guy, so I, I don't know how much weight he can carry. I think it's important to be in the – if he can, to be in the upper 240s. He is going to have a vertical of over 40 inches. He is oh, going yeah. to sky. I've seen him jump over a car. Uh, he'll have a broad jump of over 11 feet. So when it comes to the jumps, Will uh, McDonald from Iowa State, who I think is a good football player too and a good rusher, he's really going to be one of these guys, along with Mike Morris from Michigan, another one. Michigan just – Man, Ben Herbert over there, their strength coach, all he does is crank out guys who test like maniacs. DJ uh, Turner, the cornerback, is also yep. going to test like a maniac. Like if you're coming out of Michigan, you are going to test like a mother. And they all have good short area quickness stuff. And Mike Morris, Mike Moe, who we're not really talking much about him that much, but he's going to – this guy's like 290 pounds and is going to move like he's 250. 
Uh, yeah, Will McDonald, he's he, you go back to his track days, he won the state discus title. Uh he I think he was third in the state in the high jump. Uh and, and this is a I mean, he was a more of a basketball player in high school. I, I, I have my questions with Will McDonald uh, as a run defender and just oh, how yeah. just how raw he is for a fifth year senior who's you know gonna be twenty four years old. So that that worries me to a certain extent. But yeah, I, I mean I agree. There's no doubt he's gonna blow it up with his testing. And I throw Derek Hall in there, uh, the Auburn pass rusher. He's a guy that is going to run really well. Uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech, who we've talked about uh, quite a bit before. He's 6'5", 280. The testing that he's going to put in will be impressive. And then I've heard uh, Tennessee's Byron Young, the pass rusher, who another guy has some limitations, but the explosiveness that he has when he's when, when the energy is full go, he's going to he has a chance to put up some really impressive testing numbers as well. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's flip to the guys that are going to be blocking those guys because Lance brought up a name that that I think is interesting in relation to the combine, and that's Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown has been a very good offensive tackle in the NFL. He was a very good offensive tackle at Oklahoma. He had one of the worst combines you will ever see in your life. How much does that play in to things with, with this particular position? I mean, and I think as it relates to DeWan Jones, it'll be interesting. The Ohio State mammoth tackle who, uh, you know, is one of the biggest human beings you've ever, you'll ever see. Um, and I think it's just about can he be more average or below average? Um, you know, when, when you look at the testing numbers, uh, uh, one of the big reasons why we still do these tests is for uh, comparison purposes. Okay, a guy, uh, we expected him to jump better. Okay, well, who are the uh, tackles that were, you know, below uh, 26 uh, in the vertical. Did any of these guys pan out? And, and so, like, it's using those comparisons is, is helpful as you, uh, you know, translate how these athletes translate to the next level. And so, for a guy like DeWan Jones, where does he, where do his numbers come in? And you know, does he if he's not hitting certain numbers, does he even work out? So that that'll be big for him. Yeah, short shuttle. There's only certain things like, you know, for offensive line. I can just tell you this for a fact. It's there's just certain things. They don't care about 40. Some teams care about first 10, you know, the 10 yard split and that's it. Um, they really care about flexibility. So while they're, they do care about some of the on-field workouts, some of them they don't like. Um, <laughs> there's a story about there was like these three crusty old offensive line coaches because that's just what they are. My dad's one of them. You know, it's just how they are. And they're not for the BS. They don't care about all your – stupid drills that you're trying to do. They only want certain drills. And at one point, my dad said there was three coaches who were yelling out on the field at things they wanted to see. And they do this at senior bowl too, where they'll yell out, Put him, get them in the drama. Like, you know, they're yelling. They well, I don't need this. Show them in a short set. And a jump set them. Do that. And they're yelling because there's things they want to see that are very specific. They don't, they don't care about the 40. Now, do they want to see him get out and pulling? Yeah, they want to see that. They want to see, um, you know, the short area testing, some of the three, uh, not three cone necessarily as much as maybe the short shuttle, the change of direction. But you can see that on the, although the rabbit drill is different now, right? The mirror drill, I, yeah. I think they changed it how they did that. But the mirror drill is, you know, you can see it. That's kind of important. I I really get more, less from the testing and more f- from um, the field work, honestly. Although they do like explosive hips. So, there are jumps, you know, if you're jumping really, really low, that 
that can be a little bit of a concern. And bench press. Um, Brent, bench press, I understand that it's not football strength necessarily. However, I have seen plenty of guys who are very low in the bench press who end up not being functionally strong enough. Now, you have to check arm length because uh, longer arms, harder to do it. And you have to make sure there's no shoulder issues um, in terms of injury or something they're dealing with. But as long as you hit 20 on bench press, they'll typically be okay with you. As long as your vertical, what is it, on tackles, the old number was 29.48. So if you're 30 or above, you're you know you're hitting NFL standards. So there are standards they'll look for, but they don't. I don't think you can kill yourself. Even Orlando Brown was what a second rounder. Yeah. After oh, no, his bad and, and I went to his pro day after that, and obviously he, he improved his bench. And but he he was pretty forthcoming about all that stuff. He's like, look, I'm not going to bench well. I have very long arms, but look at the tape. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, Lance, I'm glad you mentioned the the field drills because. That, that's a huge part of this uh, that often gets overlooked by the 40 and all these things. I mean, uh, for wide receivers, I, I'm not missing the gauntlet. You know, I, 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 that, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a really helpful exercise to see these guys pick up the football, finish catches. Uh, you know, they're balanced running down the line. Uh, for, for edge rushers, defensive linemen, love to see them, you know, run the hoop. Uh, just to see the bend, see them, uh, you know, the, the quickness at that size. So absolutely, the, the, some of these positional drills are really, really important that you don't necessarily need a stopwatch. You can just use your eyes and tell, okay, this guy's, you know, really flexible or no, he's struggling here. Yeah, and I like for offensive tackles, I like when you set out, when they have you pass setting and there's a man coming up the just around the edge and you're supposed to get out to him. It really shows hip tightness, like whether or not you've got the ability not only to slide quickly, but you have enough looseness in your hips that you can gain ground in terms of the the distance in your slide and keeping your width. So there's stuff that there's stuff that works. Uh, I think Darnell Wright may not be a great tester. Um, I have questions about that, but he is going to be a first round offensive tackle. Good chance, um, yeah. And I think uh, you know, this is a big one for Paris Johnson because I just I'm sorry, I on tape I don't see all the hype of being a top twelve pick on tape. But if he tests really well I think that's really going to help him. Osiris Torrance, don't expect him to be a big tester. He's a tape guy. But, you know, he also has an 84-inch wingspan. That is a full seven-foot wingspan, and his arms are only like 33 and a quarter. You know what that means? He is so broad across his back that it extends – you know, the wingspan, but, um, and his hands are over 11 inches. I mean, this, this is a, yeah, it's a massive pause, yeah, massive, yeah. massive. And so I'm trying to look and see if there's anyone that's going to shock that maybe hasn't, um, I, I th- think it uh, wasn't a senior bowl. Uh, well, I mean, Blake Freeland, uh, from BYU, this guy was good tester. Yeah. I mean, he was a former high school quarterback and big time. Uh, I mean, he was this, the, the, uh, Gatorade's uh, boys track athlete of the year as a senior shot put discus javelin. Um, I mean, he, his, his shot put was top five in the country uh, his senior year. And so uh, Skaronski is another guy who uh, had a, one of the best shot put numbers uh, in high school. Um, we'll see how that translates. Darnell Wright, uh, who you mentioned, he won the state title in the shot put. So it'll be interesting. Some of these track numbers to see if they, uh, how they carry over. And then uh, Joe Titman from Wisconsin, who's, my personally, he's my top ranked center this year. Uh, he is a top tier athlete for 320 pounds. I think the strength numbers uh, should be pretty impressive with him. Um, very eager to see his short shuttle, his 10 yard. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're among the best in this class. So let's talk receivers a little bit because you, you guys were mentioning the gauntlet drill and you love to see that. I, there's a couple of guys in here that we haven't seen as much of because of injuries. Like, are we going to see Jackson Smith and Jigba for the first time in a while? Because obviously the last time we really saw him play was that Rose Bowl against Utah and he was amazing, but that, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he's going to run. I no. wonder if they're going to try to hide him a little bit from a running standpoint. This year's there's some Drake, fast guys in this year's class. This year's Drake London. Remember Drake London last year battled, he had a, he's nursing that injury the entire time. Finally, is able to work out at his pro day in mid-April, and he doesn't do any testing. He just catches the football, and so you know. And obviously, he fell. Oh no, he was the first receiver drafted, so it didn't hurt him. Um, now, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think we know he's not a burner. We know if we're going to put a number to him, um, it's probably in the four-five-five range. 
Um, but you know, he's, he's just a really good football player. So it, that will be interesting with Smith and Jigba. Is he hundred percent full go? How long has he been able to train for this? So I wouldn't be surprised, uh, if we do not see him work out, um, Lance, what, what's the over under on Jalen Hyatt's 40? I, I want to get this number from you. Uh, if he runs, uh, and I've heard he may not run actually. Um, he's not going to show he, off. No, I, I think there may be something going on with him, a hammy or something like Got that it. is the, is the rumor. But if he does run, I would make his, uh, from what I've heard, his, his times are, would either be somewhere between four, two, eight and four, three, three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can, he's got, yeah. And well, but Andy, I mean, so tank Dell is going to run in a low four threes. He'll run in a mid four threes. I think you're going to have uh Tyler Scott, yep. former track man. Yep. Tyler Scott's going to, I think break four, four. Yep. Uh, he'll be in the four threes. I would expect, um, Trey Tucker can really run. Oh yeah. Marvin Mims will run pretty well. He'll run pretty well, but there's going to be, um, Quentin Johnston, Quentin uh, Johnston should run well at six, four, 215 pounds. Uh, he'll probably be over 11 feet in the broad, uh, above 40 inches in the vert. And then if he gets under four, four, five, I mean, this guy, that that's, that's a testing. That's why we're talking about Quentin Johnston as a possible first round pick mm-hmm. because of those numbers. And yes, he is still raw in areas. Yes. Drops more catches than you want to see. I had more drops last year than touchdown catches, but when you you just not many athletes that look like that. And another big guy who I think is going to test much better than people think is Cedric Tillman. Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad you said that because you know he's my wide receiver four. I yeah. If you you have to go back and look at him in 2021. Do yeah. you know that he put up 353 yards on Georgia and Alabama in 21? He yeah. annihilated those two teams. He was his 2021 tape was like. Wow. He yeah. played through a, an ankle injury where he went and had surgery. I think he had the tightrope tight surgery yeah. yep. so that he could come back and play with his brothers and, and, and compete. I mean, a, a plus for football character, for toughness and for competitiveness there. And you know, 2022 is just the tapes kind of average, but when you go back to when he was, he was playing on a, on a, you know, a tough ankle all year long after he got in the third game. If you go watch him in 2021, he's a ball winner. I, I made his comp. I think Michael Pittman, he's a ball winner. He can play, makes plays down the field. Like he's what a big wide receiver looks like who can make plays less juice than like a Mike Williams. But I think he's got Michael Pittman style characteristics. And you think he's going to, you think he could test. Okay. Dane. I I, uh, don't be surprised if he hits 40 in the vert. And runs, uh, you know, somewhere in that mid four four range at six three two fifteen. He has that type of ability, and I'm with you. It's funny. I wrote down Michael. Pitt, I, wrote, I wrote down Michael Pittman and Nico Collins uh, for yep. Tillman. And, it's a good one. I mean, he, he's a, he's an outside receiver who, you know, you, you spoke about the injury. We didn't see him at full health this year. Didn't get to see him at the Senior Bowl. This guy, I I I, I tweeted it yesterday. I had him way too low. In my top 100, uh, going back and reading my report, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm reading this, and he's a top 60 pick all day, based on what how I'm reading my report. So, I, and I expect him to test pretty well. He's he, he's a good one, um, and another one uh, who, and I'm glad you mentioned Tyler Scott. I think it's gonna be interesting to compare Tyler Scott and Tyler Lockett's numbers when they were coming out. Tyler Lockett had some pretty good numbers. I think Tyler Scott will be right there with each one of those guys because I, I think they're very similar players. Um, Tyler Scott is a top 50 pick all day, in my opinion. Um, and I know you like him too, Lance. Um, Trey Palmer from Nebraska, he won the 200 meters all four years of high school. Uh, that's not easy to do. So he's, he's going to test really well. Um, and then we have to mention the, our Princeton guy, uh, Yoshevich, uh, who set an NCAA record in the 60 meters. And the 60 meters translates more to the 40 than any other yeah, uh, he's gonna be a great test so yeah he, he'll he'll test pretty well some guys that i think need to run pretty well i would say first of all Keishon Butte, who should test yep. well but his tape is so uneven this year that he needs to have a, a good combine or he's going to sink his stock interviews jonathan, too right yeah interviews too jonathan mingo i think uh yep. for his size i like mingo i just think he needs to to run a decent time i think at perry needs to run um, a decent time. And I think Josh Downs, you know, if Josh Downs runs really well, I'm higher on him than other people. But, you know, there have been some people I've talked to who don't expect him to be this blazing player. But, boy, he seems fast on tape. So He's sudden, really sudden. He's very sudden. Josh, he has basketball athleticism. But Downs, Addison, Zay Flowers, 
and and maybe even Tyler Scott, we've got a clump of the same type of wide receivers. And so the combine could end up being a cluster buster of, of sorts. Well, speaking of cluster buster, and it's not necessarily because they're all the same. We've talked about how deep this tight end class is. Who can kind of separate themselves based on how they work out? Well, I mean, I, they're going to rename the combine after Luke Musgrave works out, right? I mean, <laughs> this guy is uh, uh, an unbelievable athlete at that size. The The speed's going to be great. Um, the, the jumps are going to be great. Um, he, it, and obviously, you know, the medicals will be big for him at the combine. Check that knee. I mean, he looked like he was moving okay at the senior bowl, but just make sure no issues with the knee. Uh the reason he missed most of this past year. So yeah, Luke Musgrave has all the ability in the world to light up the combine with his, uh, with his testing. And then, you know, Dalton Kincaid, not far behind him. Um, you know, probably the best pure pass catcher, maybe his entire draft, not just the tight ends, maybe the entire draft. Um, and then I think, I think Michael Mayer, we've kind of, We've got a typecast Michael Mayer as the inline guy, the the, the true why who not going to run great, but he'll block. Well, it's not. No, that Michael Mayer is a good athlete. Uh, you know, if, if he comes in, say, 255, 260, I, I won't be surprised if he runs in the low four sixes. I mean, this is this is a really good athlete. And while I, I really like Musgrave, I really like Kincaid, uh, Darnold Washington, but Michael Mayer is still my top tight end. If Mayer runs in the four sixes and especially low four sixes, that's going to be a big story around the yeah. NFL because he doesn't look on tape as athletic as, as the other two tight ends. And if he tests well like that, that's going to, I mean, that's really going to help his cause. Musgrave's going to jump over 36. His broad jump's going to be over uh, 10 feet. He's expected to run in a four fives. I know there's thoughts that he'll run in the low four fives, but his broad should be 10 foot, 36 and a half vertical, four five one is supposedly he's been, he's a former long jumper and triple jumper. So yep. this guy has all kinds of, you know, athletic stuff. So he's going to be the best tester out of those tight ends, but Dalton Andy, can, uh, real quick, Andy, I yeah. want to see if you can guess okay. his, uh, he was a uh, Musgrave was a four sport. All right. Standout in high school. Let's see if you can name. Oh, I kind of need to know where he's from. From, if he's from the Pacific, he's, he's, from, Oregon. he's from Oregon. He's okay. from Oregon. Yeah, outside of All Portland. All right, so football, basketball, volleyball, baseball. Yeah, no, no bat. No, no, no. You missed the last three. Really? He's not a volleyball guy. Yeah. I would have said volleyball all day. Well, he, he wasn't a basketball either. I don't know no. the four sports. I know one of them, which nope. you're about to hit. No what basketball. Are they? No wrestling. Okay. No, uh, wrestling. Well, no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, Lance mentioned track. Okay, so track, track, okay, track. Yeah. Football and track. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, the, the the other one was, uh, or the other two, he was a champion Alpine uh, senior. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. oh, and, yeah. then, and then lacrosse. Oh, lacrosse. Big time okay. lacrosse player. So, yeah, so he, he was all, Sam all Hubbard conference vibes. lacrosse. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> a little different uh, four-sport uh, athlete in high school than, than most uh, most other athletes. Very interesting. Yeah, it's it, the Calif I, I, it was, it's, it's actually more California. You get the volleyballs. And uh, that's true. But uh, lacrosse and alpine skiing—that is a oh, and he was a championship skier when he was like 14, 15. Yep. He ended up giving it up. But when you watch him run his routes, like you see the hips, you see, you see it. It's like he's literally slaloming between bodies out of when he gets out of his uh stance and gets around. You know, or he's got hips and hands. I mean, he's got hips and feet of a skier. And I like I like multi-sport athletes. It's always oh, yeah. a good thing to see a multi-sport athlete. And so Musgrave is going to kill the combine. Kincaid, it's important, I think, for him to break 4-7 because everyone knows what a pass catcher. The question on him is is speed a little bit, but really he's not a blocker, so that's not really his thing. If Mayor tests well, I mean, I think if these guys all test well, they're, I, I personally think they all go in the first. I think there's going to be three tight ends in the first. I really do. I don't see Darnell Washington going in the first. I don't think Darnell's going to be a great tester. I think he's going to run pretty slow. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. He's kind of he's kind of stiff, stiff-legged, um, might jump well. But I'm not sure. I'm interested to see what he comes at comes in at. This summer, he was listed at, what, 6'7", 270? I mean yeah. – I'm really interested to see what, and he does, and you know, he's pure muscle too, Andy. Right. I mean, he is pure muscle. So I'm really curious to see what he comes in at. I've, I've had more than one conversation with teams about whether or not they would consider him as a potential 
tackle, you know, tackle translation. And, but the, the technique is really not very good as a blocker right now. So in the hands, so it would take some work. So you keep him as a, and I was told by, uh, you know, his old line coach told me, he's like, he's a mismatch. And yeah, I, I think he's a, he's a mismatch in a red zone. more productive pass catcher, not at Georgia than at Georgia because of, yeah. of the way Georgia uses Brock Bowers and, and some of their other weapons. Well, look at him on the goal line. So, so his coach said he's a mismatch in a red zone because, A, he's bigger than everybody. So, if you know, as far as catching a ball, you throw it up to him and let him get it. But secondly, you got another – you got a guy with the power of a, of a tackle, basically. While his hand placement may not be great, you got a guy who can cave in. You know, if you're, if you're squeezing everybody down, you know who's over him? A 245-pound linebacker. Yeah. And he's mauling those guys. Yeah. I think his yeah, meager production is more – because he was just so good as a blocker that they couldn't justify taking him out of that role. He actually so. has ball skills. He has, it, he no, has he does, ball yeah. skills. Oh, yeah, yeah. he does. I, and and I, I, I'm with you. I can't wait to see that 40 because I, I agree with you. He is a little stiff-legged, but his strides are so long. They can that, be, it can fool you sometimes. Yeah, yeah and, and they're so strong that, you know, uh, that, that first 20 compared to the second 20, that'll be interesting. Uh, All right, yeah, four, that, seven, four. Over or under? Under. Ooh. You think yep. so? That's that's a, that's a good one. I, I I would probably say slightly over, uh, but you know what? When these guys train, who knows? You know anything's possible. So that that that's a good number, though. Yeah. All right. Speaking of forty times, we, we talked about receivers who are you know they're going to run some of the fastest. The other group that will run the fastest forties are the corners. Who do we say just wow? They they burned it up. Does it matter? Like you know, Christian Gonzalez. Everybody seems pretty Sad. pretty confident is is their favorite guy. Joy Porter Jr. everybody loves. But but who else may come up out of this where maybe oh. they had a good end of the season, a good senior bowl, and then they add a big forty to it and you're like, Ooh, okay. This this could be a problem. I, I know the I know the now waiting for you to get to it. There's a guy who may run who supposedly there's a guy who's got a chance to break the combine record on the three cone drill and who has a chance to run a low four threes. Who do you think that is? Uh, at corner. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Well, okay. Let me work workshop this. So Christian Gonzalez, he's gonna run. Amazing. He's gonna test well. He's gonna yeah. be great at everything. Yep. That's that's uh, obviously not what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Keely Ringo is gonna be impressive at six two two fifteen. He ran a ten four three hundred meters in high school, yeah. so he can I run. Mean, he the, he's gonna be a sub four guy, four four guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He'll be four threes. Um, the one one guy that I can't wait to see is Darius Rush. Uh, South Carolina, who had a great senior bowl. This guy, the, the triple jump, it, we talked to uh, you know, people that paid a lot of attention with track and how that translates to football. They always mention the triple jump uh, as a way to really, that something that really translates. And Darius Rush was a state champion triple jumper. Um, I think he, that he's going to come in and test really well. Um, uh, pure speed. I mean, Terrell Smith from Minnesota is going to be up there. At his size, uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson will be up there. He's going to be a four-three guy with a forty-two-inch vertical. Tra- Travius Hodges Tomlinson is not big, but he no. is going to test extremely well. Right. Uh, it's just you have to get past that five-seven and a half uh, with him. Um, okay, so who do we have left here? I mean, DJ Turner will be there. It is yeah. DJ Turner. DJ Turner was on on uh, the freak list also, which yep. the freak list to me is like the Bible of explosive athletes. It's a great shout Bruce, out Bruce Feldman. Bruce does a f- shout yes. out Bruce Feldman. Who's phenomenal at that, at that um, <clears throat> DJ Turner. As I said, Ben Herbert, the strength coach over there at Michigan knows how to train these guys up. And this is another Michigan guy. And you see Quiddy pay Aiden Hutchinson. Um, it really doesn't matter. Um, uh, jo- uh, David Ajobo would have what he didn't did he test the combine? No, yeah, he did test the combine, right? When did the injury was after he didn't get that, hurt right? until pro day? Yeah, yeah he heard, got hurt sure. at the pro day. But DJ Turner's the next. Um, also the slot, uh, uh, Daxon Hill, Dax Hill, uh, yeah. Dax Hill, he was a big tester. DJ Turner is going to run fast, fast, fast. His three cone is going to be ridiculous as well. He's going to, and by the way, I like him a lot. Like I think DJ Turner is yeah. a good cornerback. He's a top seventy-five pick. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him even higher than that. But yeah, um, Deontay Banks, I think, should test well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to my three fastest. I think are going to be Turner. Um, I'm going to say Turner. 
Tomlinson, uh, Hodges Tomlinson and DJ Turner with Gonzalez checking in right around there too. Yeah, that's I mean DJ Turner. You or uh, with Gonzalez, you look at I mean we, we've talked about his family, the bloodlines. Dad being an, uh, a professional basketball player, his two older sisters both accomplished track athletes. The one well, remember, Melissa, yeah, remember David Blau on Hard Knocks. That's his wife, Christian yeah, Gonzalez's sister exactly. is his wife. Yeah, yeah, and she she competed in the uh, Olympics uh, in, in Tokyo in uh, the, uh, what two yeah. years ago. So yeah, this is. He got some of those uh, genes as well, and it's going to show up big time. So, um, I one guy that I can't wait to see is Joey Porter because this guy will smother you in press, but th- he is a little tight, and there is a little bit of the the change of direction skills that you 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 worry about a little bit. And so, what does his three cone look like? I mean, I, I would really be I'm really eager to see him move out there in space. So we were talking about DJ Turner and Michigan guys on the freaks list. Let's move on to, to interior D line because the number one guy on Bruce Feldman's freaks list last year was Mozzie Smith, the D tackle for Michigan. Where where does he fall? And based on what was on the freaks list, uh, he close grip benched 550 pounds. Obviously, you're not doing that at the combine, but it means you're going to have a lot of reps at 225. Uh, he broad jumped nine four and a half. His vertical at 337 pounds, 33 inches. I mean, it'll be a lot of buzz on this dude (laughs) coming out of that. His his three cone was under seven seconds, too. 6.95. That's wide receiver time. That's that's mind blowing for a guy that size. I mean, that's that's wide receiver time. The average, uh, so I, I take the top 20, I do this every year, the top 20. Defensive ta- at every position, top twenty defensive tackles. Their average testing number in uh, the three cone. Was do you seven. do that post? Po- oh, you do. You you say in testers or yes. using top twenty drafted? No, top twenty it, just in the NFL. So the top twenty uh, defensive tackles in the NFL right now take all their testing information and take the averages at each each event. Oh, I so like that. Yeah, the average three cone or the top twenty defensive tackles in the NFL is seven four zero. And this guy's gonna run under seven. That's that's we're talking about almost half a second. That's that's ridiculous. They had to customize a machine in their weight room. They have a like a twist machine basically that it, you kind of move. I, I, I'm saying this. We're seeing each other in video. I know the listeners can't can't see this, but basically you have you have a handle on e- in each hand, and you're twisting your your torso and moving this weight. And it's to, to deal with being twisted in the trenches or trying to twist an opponent. And the machine tops out at 300 per side. So 300 per arm, 600 total. They had to customize it to get it up to 800 total because 600 was too easy for Mozzie Smith. Unreal. Jeez. I mean, it's like he's he, he's a, a good football player. Uh, the testing is probably going to give him a little boost, uh, even though we know it's coming. Um, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. On, you know, does he sneak into that first round? Uh, does he more of an early two? Um, that that will be an interesting one. Uh, well, I know one defensive tackle that uh is a little bit of an enigma because I didn't love the tape. I thought the tape was good, not great. Um, uh, uh and but then he went to the Senior Bowl, had a great week. Um, talk about Ed Barrier uh, for Northwestern. He's going to be another explosive tester. Um, he's he's another guy that could be under seven seconds in the three cone. Uh, going to test real. I think in, in uh, Bruce's freaks list, he was like thirty seven and a half in the vert. So the testing should be really impressive. The jumps, um, but again, I thought the based on tape, he looked like a mid rounder. And based off of the Senior Bowl and the testing, he we'd be talking about him as a, a top fifty guy. So that that'll be a really interesting uh, test case with him. Yeah, Zach Pickens, I think, is going to actually test pretty well from mm-hmm. South Carolina is another one to keep your eye on. Colby Wooden, who is a DN to D tackle kind of player. He's kind of a uh, kind of a, an even front end, should be a pretty good tester out of uh, Auburn. And um, I mean, Kalijah Kansi almost has to be a great tester. You almost oh, yeah. have to be a phenomenal tester. And I think he is, you know, he How needs to jump he? well. Yeah, well, yeah that's the you're what's... right. That's the biggest one is what does the scale look like? Yeah. So he's listed at like six foot two eighty. So yeah, is he, if he's five eleven, you see, that's one of those things that would really hurt him just psychologically for mm-hmm. teams. If he's under that six foot number, 
it's it's going to be tough for some teams to get around that in terms of where they slot them, even if they love what kind of player he is. Uh, he has first round uh, talent. Aaron Donald was six zero zero six, so six foot and three quarters, six one basically. So yeah, I mean, along the lines of what you're saying, just being above that six foot number means something. All right, guys, the, here's a couple positions where it can either be decidedly unsexy or completely freaky. Linebackers and safeties, these are the ones, the ones we haven't gotten to. And it feels like... like oh, one other one, too. The, uh, we got to talk oh, about running backs. Oh, we got, oh that's right. Oh, we yeah, got to talk yeah. about running backs. You're, you're exactly right. So where, where do you want to go with this? We'll, we'll, we'll spin the wheel. Running backs, linebackers, or safeties? Let's get the defense out of the way. Then we'll go to running back because I, I think... The, the running back's going to have the fastest 40 this okay. year. Okay, so. let's let's go with the linebackers right now because yeah, it, it, and obviously this is a this is a wide net. They're, they're a Sam, a Will, and a Mike are different depending on what sort of what sort of scheme you're playing. It's different, but who who is going to wow in testing in this group? Uh, I mean, really, I think the the top two linebackers this year, whatever order you have them, Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson, both these guys should. They're just, gonna they're they're gonna be big testers. Yeah, they they should be just showing off. I mean, Trenton Simpson, uh, he's straight out of central casting uh, with the the frame, the muscle tone. A good chance at two thirty five, he's in the four fours. The lower body explosion's awesome. Um, Drew Sanders, uh, you know, Lance. I feel like you and I are maybe higher in him than others, but you look at the production. They'll figure it out, Dane. Oh, give him some time. They'll figure I mean, it out. He he's. He dabbled as a sprinter in high school, and he still holds like one of the top ten times ever in Denton Ryan High School history in the hundred meters. Like this guy is an athlete, and so uh, those I, I, those two guys, Simpson Sanders, should show really well for themselves. Um, Auburn, I mean, this is like what the fourth Auburn player we've talked about. Uh, uh, the linebacker, uh, the uh, shoot, I forgot his name, um, Papo. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's Papo. a tester. Yeah. Yeah, they call him the freak. I mean, he had that back in middle school. I mean, he had double-digit scholarship offers as an like eighth grader. This this guy's been like legendary for a while, and so hopefully he's good to go for the combine. I know he missed the senior bowl with an injury. Um, uh, Demervion Overshone, the Texas linebacker, former former safety, former defensive back, so no surprise he should test well. And then I'm told Jeremy Banks from Tennessee should test well. Um, and then I'm eager to see um, Ivan Pace, who is just one of the best pure football players that just doesn't quite have, uh, you know, check every box in terms of what you're exactly looking for traits wise. But man, this guy is an MMA fighter on the football field. And I, I think his 40 will look great. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in some of the other drills, though. Yeah, I, I love, you know, I don't have a great grade on him just because I just question how he will be used. He's You see his body type next to the other guys like. You see him next to Dayon Henley, and it's <laughs> night and day. And one guy's chiseled from granite, and Ivan Pace looks like a regular guy. And yet, then you turn on the tape and you watch his instincts, and it's amazing. He knows exactly where the ball's going. He knows how to get there, but he's going to be sub he's sub six foot. Like the body type stuff is going to be a problem for guys. You know, it's always weird because Malcolm Rodriguez's tape was amazing last yeah. year. And then and he tested well as well. And he still didn't go until the sixth round. So that's why I had to put a six round grade on Ivan Pace. I'm like, Ivan Pace is not going to test or look like Malcolm Rodriguez, not going to have the wrestling background. And somehow Malcolm Rodriguez went to the sixth. So yeah. it was hard for me to I think I think a lot of teams now are just saying, look, you have to hit certain athletic numbers, certain physical numbers for us to consider drafting you in the first four rounds. If not, it's a crapshoot five, six, because a lot of times once you get past the first two rounds, a big consideration is special teams. Is this guy a special teams player? Is he a four phase special teamer? And that's why you see uh, Holcomb who got drafted by Washington. You know, you see a lot of guys get pushed. Linebackers are great testers. They get pushed up into the third round and fourth round who maybe on tape aren't as good as so. Pace is better on tape than a lot of guys who will be drafted ahead of him simply because he didn't have the the traits that typically win on special teams. Well, and that's that's a great transition to safety because I think Sidney Brown's kind of in that same boat. Because uh, I another guy that 
it was a four-core special teamer. And throw in the Iowa tape, you can see him uh, as a gunner beat Riley Moss, who Riley Moss is a corner that's going to test really well, uh, beat him as a gunner down the field and make tackles on putt coverage. Like, Sidney Brown is has some uh, ability to him, but it's, it, you know, I, there are also some question marks. So, you know, his testing will be uh, really, really important as well. I'm looking at the weights on your top 15 safeties in this class. And, it, and it's striking me how much the game has changed in the last yes. 15 years, because I would have assumed these were, if you gave me this list of weights and said, what position do these people play? I would have said corner. Yeah. Yeah. That's in, in, in the past. Uh, I mean, 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, safeties, if you're under 200 pounds, there's several teams that, oh, cross them off. He's not for us. Not We won't even consider if you're under 200 pounds at safety. Now with the, the blends of coverages and nickel and what uh, certain schemes are doing, it's just that's a lot different. The top safety this year, uh, Brian Branch, it's, he's more of a nickel, but it'll be interesting what he weighs in at. Is he over under 195? Uh, but he's a guy that should test well. And um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about he's, it before. He's, he's a, a throw on the uh, tape guy. You don't have to worry player. about him. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's going to run into four fives. Like, I don't think he's going to be blazing fast. Antonio Johnson, that's who I'm curious about. I'm really interested to see how he yeah. runs because I like him from AM. I question how fast he is. I do not question how fast Jair Brown is. I think he is a really, um, I think Jair Brown is a really talented uh, player. I love the football character and I think he's going to run um, really, really well. Uh, but, you know, looking at there's there's some different players in here that I'm looking at that it will cave on Mer- Merriweather. I think is supposed yep. to run pretty well also Tra- from Iowa. Um, Trey Dean from Florida. Yeah. You can see kind of a, kind of a straight line angular guy. I kind of, I watched, I finished Trey Dean yesterday. I wrote him up. I'm done with all my combine guys. And I kind of wonder if a team's going to try him as, as a corner. Hey, he played there. He, he played corner earlier in his career. They played that star yeah, position. They have, and then, Safety, so yeah, I think he's he's, he's just right there. mental bus left and right, just coverage bus, and I just don't get the sense that he has a great feel for assignments. And sometimes those guys just stick them on the corner in only in certain schemes and let them see what they can do. I don't know if I see any monster testers in this group that I've heard about or monster testers. Um, I do think Jair Brown will test well. I'm interested to see what JL Skinner. The the yep. big long safety he's, from he's so tall. This is the the one Dane is fascinated by his calves or lack yeah. thereof. It no, well, it, I've never seen a safety have an identical body type to AJ Green, the receiver. I mean, it's identical. Yeah, height, weight, the 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 body type. It's it's crazy. And we're talking about a safety. He's so long. AJ Green. So, Skinner is. No, he is. Yeah, and so yeah, no, that'll be interesting with the the testing. I'm interested. In Jordan Battle, Alabama, who. I don't think is a going to be a dynamite tester, but he just has to be a good tester. You know, can you run in, just run a solid four or five? Um, this guy has so much experience, played, what, 54 games, something like that for, for Nick Saban. Really solid starter. But does he have the athleticism to be more than just a, a box guy or a walk-down guy? Uh, that, that's I know a lot of uh, scouts are kind of questioning that. When's the last time that you talked about a huge tester from Alabama? It actually doesn't happen a whole lot. Like, you know, you'll have a guy who's really fast, like Jamison Williams, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, it's kind of strange because a lot of times Alabama guys are not big vertical leap guys for whatever reason. Um, It's it's something that I've noticed. I always expect them to be big explosive testers, but they're typically not. It'll be interesting to see if Georgia goes that way. I mean, well, different different strength coaches, but Scott Cochran was the strength coach at Alabama for all those years. He went over to Georgia as a as a special teams coach. Uh, he's now in an off the field role because he it, there were some issues with him, but Scott Sinclair at Georgia kind of they're very similar trees. I wonder if that if that winds up being something you see out of Georgia going forward. Now, now they've I, like Jalen Carter will test very well, like and, and tested well sure, in high yeah. school. Like he he was a freak in high school. So Jordan, I mean uh, uh, Broderick Jones, yeah, he he should be a, a oh he's gonna be a big tester, tester. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, offensive tackle Georgia. So, yeah, no now, doubt. Let, we, we still got running backs to go. Dane, you mentioned you think the fastest 40 will come out of the running back group. Hold on. I got to okay. guess this. Let I think me, I, I, think I know look, it, who it is. He lives near you. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think, you know, off the top of my head. So let me get these running backs in front of me here. Should jump I mean, right out. It could be it could be Jameer Gibbs, uh, but be. I think it could be. But I, I, you know, the guy that. Oh, no, no, no. 
I don't I don't know if he's going to run though, but it would be A chain yeah, probably. Yeah, Devon A chain. Yeah. yeah. This is a guy that uh, it, what in the spring, so not even a year ago, ran a, a twenty point twenty into two hundred meters, and obviously two hundred meters is different than uh, a forty yard dash, but still, this guy has. Uh, unbelievable but, speed, and it's it's instant with him. So I, I think he's let, 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 really he yeah, a, by the way, he has a ten one four in his background for the hundred. Let, let me let me yeah, let me wet your appetite. Not. By the way, because I, I talked to a, a coach who had played Devon Chain earlier this week on the on my podcast about a guy he just signed. So there's a dude named Nicholas Harbor, and if draft Twitter doesn't know him yet, just get ready. He just signed with South Carolina. He runs a ten. Point three two hundred. Uh, I believe he, he ran a twenty point seven nine two hundred indoors. He has legit aspirations to to be you know a, a, an elite track athlete. He is six foot five and two thirty. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wasn't waiting for. I wasn't ready for I, that. I size. figured I'd I'm hit like, the yeah. twist at the end. <laughs> yeah. T- he, oh a, yeah. Ten three hundred uh, meters. Big deal. What position is he? So. They initially recruited him as a as an edge rusher. Then we're transitioning to tight end. Now they're going to play him at receiver. They're they're like, look, we're going to Megatron Ooh. you, and that way you don't because he he does have legit aspirations on the track, and so they don't want to beat him up too much because obviously he can help South Carolina in track as well. So they they want to make sure wow. he stays fresh. Wow, that's that's impressive, and. and- I mean, I, that, and it's something when you talk about track athletes, and that was a big thing with A-Chain was coming into this year, okay, no more Isaiah Spiller. Mm-hmm. Is this just a track athlete who's trying to A-Chain's play football? a football player. I, no, and in high school, talking to his his coaches, they had to convince him to play track. Like, he didn't run track growing up. I mean, he, they, they basically, once he got to high school, football player through and yep. through, and the track coaches were like, all right, you're too fast. We, we, you have to run track. And so he did, and then he decided to do it in College Station as well, but this is... No doubt about it, a football player. I mean, he over his three years at AM averaged like 6.5 yards per carry, uh, led the SEC in all purpose yards last year. The big question also with him is how, what's the body type in terms of weight and how is it uh, packaged on, on top small. of him? It, he's it's listed small. at 185. But and he's he, tough, though. And that's the problem. Yeah, he is. He's but tough, and he, that toughness can cause him to take on more hits than you want him to. But you also factor in that as soon as he's done with football, he goes straight to track, you know, indoor, outdoor. And so this is he hasn't been he hasn't been focusing on adding weight necessarily. And so is he is at the combine? Is he over under 190? That'll be a big thing to watch for, because you look at it. We've seen sub 200 pound backs go very early in the past. You look at Chris Johnson, uh, CJ Spiller, uh, Javid Best. That's three first rounders right there that were under 200 pounds and still went in the first round. Rare speed, all of them. Yeah, exactly. But sub one ninety uh, pound that's backs tough. can't find those guys in the in the in the top fifty six. So it's that, that's it's, it's amazing though because well, at least one ninety would be important. His tape, he's so good between the tackles too, and and in, is, in the SEC, like that's that it yeah. mystifies me how he does it. Like how does he take those hits, and it doesn't seem to really bother him. It, it, this is um, no, and he's a willing runner between the tackles. But he's, mm-hmm. you know, you have to put him in the right position. At, at even at one ninety, I mean, he's not a, he's not a, he, he's not a big guy. So you got to have a plan for Devin A. Chain. That's a, and I think you have to have a plan for Jameer Gibbs. But Jameer Gibbs is bigger. But um, it's funny. Jameer Gibbs is going to run well. Zach Evans is going to yeah. run well. Israel Abanakanda. Mm-hmm. Aba- uh, Abanakanda. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Kanda. Wow, he runs away from people all the time on tape. I yep. can promise you, he's that dude was a well. touchdown machine. He was. He was sub eleven seconds in the hundred meters in high school. Another guy, yeah. Keaton Mitchell from uh, oh, yeah. East Carolina is another one that can burn. He's he's got a chance to run sub four fours. Tariq Tariq Cohen, uh, kind of type of player. Yeah, small, but yeah, he can move. Um, I you know I'm also interested to see. Uh, or Sean Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be another one. The track background with him will show, even though uh, you know I, I've got questions with him as a, as a player. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, kind of the opposite, where I don't expect him to necessarily test uh, outstanding, but can he just test average? Right. That's all he needs to do because I think his strengths on the football field are you know patience, vision, balance, so pass catching ability. As long as he tests average, he'll be fine. I think he's you know a day two pick all day. I- uh, 
I think the most the two two guys with the most to win or lose. I think Chase Brown will will test okay for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, looks great, cut cut up like a Greek guy, just a little yep. smaller one. The two guys that I think have the most to gain or lose potentially are Tank Bigsby and Eric Gray. Because if they both test well, I think I like some things about these two guys on tape. But it could be the difference between going, you know, third or fourth round and maybe sneaking into the second. That's mm-hmm. that's how important I think this year is from a testing standpoint. Remember, if the track is fast at Indy, then 40 time is going to be relative to the other guys on the, uh, you know, on the list, not necessarily historically. And of course your jumps, your jumps, your three cones, your three cone. I don't think that changes just because of a fast turf. I think there's a clump of those running backs after you get past, uh, you know, the top guys, there's just a clump of them and teams are looking for a reason to, to break them up, to bust them up. And if, a, a, a guy like Eric Gray goes out there and tests like he's capable, then maybe that does that, that proves to be the difference in why you maybe you bump him up a little bit or not. Tajay Spears from Tulane has some juice, uh, but also the medicals would be important with him. That's going to be knees. really important for him. Yeah, no doubt. And so that could be something that uh, uh, changes things a little bit. Kendra Miller from TCU for a bigger guy should test pretty well. So yeah, these running backs, uh, Roshan Johnson, another guy who's big and he he should test pretty well. Uh, you know, watching him on special teams and seeing him run down the field. This guy can move, uh, especially for a guy that's uh, bigger at like 220 pounds. So uh, th- all these, this clump of running backs in that, you know, late second to early fourth, mid fourth, it, it, there's so many of those guys crammed in there. And so teams are just looking for something that can kind of break them up. All right, guys, before we go to Indy, you can only do one combine drill. You're going to put your best foot forward. What are we doing? Uh, stretching. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, easy. Uh, I'm going to do the one with the, uh, it's going to hurt, but I'll do the shrimp cocktail <laughs> with that's, the horseradish. That's the way to do it. That's the, the, the St. Elmo a, shrimp cocktail is the yeah. best combine driller is. <laughs> Another reason why the combine should not move from Indianapolis. Uh, you know, just, just, just keep it where it is. No, don't break something or don't fix something. That's my not my first time ever in Indianapolis, I was covering a final four. I had one of the worst colds I've ever had in my life. The only time I could breathe freely that week was eating the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo. I don't know. Even the bread is great there. So I can't, I can't wait. That'll be a, and I couldn't go last year because the, with all the drills at night, you know, you couldn't get away. You're in the stadium and all that this year with the drills starting earlier, your nights are a little more freed up. So, you know, it's good for the Indianapolis economy. It's the culinary version of smelling salts. It's going to be great. (laughs) It really is. Gentlemen, we'll see one another in Indy. Perhaps we'll share a shrimp cocktail. This was The Athletic Football Show.